river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 96. So when last we left King Kalen, he was facing romantic angst, trial, and war. Yes. Mostly romantic angst. Uh, yeah, that's right. You haven't turned it down yet. The war hasn't happened yet. Thank you, Serena. <laughs> so you are about to go back in, or potentially about to go back and reject Rastaline's alliance. Um, and so on and so forth, I believe, was my understanding. Well, we hadn't um, decided we were going to reject it. We merely, it turns out that neither, that, um, neither Van nor um, Tristram is prepared to make a political marriage with her. Mm-hmm. So I was actually going to... Um... Now, if you made them not. Mm-hmm. I didn't make them not. I encouraged Van to pursue Swedlana, and um, Tristram made his own decision to jump on... To um, get jumped by um, Quintessa. Yeah, that was totally Tristan's decision. That's that's how that works. Yeah. So um, I will have gathered my advisors together. Yep. Which is going to be the majority of the people that I brought with me. Mm-hmm. Um, to discuss um, alternatives. Um, given our circumstances, mm-hmm. I don't know if we need to do this in character. Um, what I'm, what I'm thinking of is, um, like, you know, um, Rastaline wants a voice in our council and a guarantee that we won't, um, ever use our big army to conquer and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Marrying Varn or Tristram gave her a seat at the table in that regard. But what I'm looking for is if there's another way, if there's another way we can cross that br- bridge. Um, what I was thinking of is, um... Like a defensive alliance, because mm-hmm. at present, um, like if someone invades Mivon, I can say, well, that's a shame, but you know, big deal. Mm-hmm. And likewise, Mivon has no particular obligation to defend Staxor. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking if we like looked into a more formal diplomatic alliance of that variety, that might, um, and then regarding, um, 
I was wondering if regarding letting her have a seat at the table and influence in our decisions and stuff, mm-hmm. if we could do some kind of deal involving possibly trading an advisor. Mm-hmm. Like, she nominates an advisor to my council and I nominate an advisor to her council or something of that nature mm-hmm. to give her a bit more influence in what's going on in Stagthorn's decision making. Yeah. So that's basically what I'm proposing to my people to get their thoughts of what you're proposing, um, the problem with the mutual defence pact is, and I know exactly the sort of thing you're proposing, is that it doesn't protect her from you, which is um, which is one of the flaws in her signing any piece of paper with you. The theory behind the marriage was that it, um, you know, she kept control of Mivon until such time as she passed. Um, and by that point, you had a strongly vested interest in not invading Mivon because it was basically yours anyway. Yeah. Uh, mutual Defense Pact stops Pytax from invading, or at least uh, makes it harder, but doesn't necessarily um, help her resist you. What I'm looking for, I mean, the thing is, um, is um, finding another way to give her this uh, the seat at the table style of thing. Like, um, because ultimately... Um, it's a question of both of us having enough stake in trusting each other that we do build that closer relationship. Mm-hmm. The marriage alliance is is one way to do it. I'm just looking for if there's another way. Yeah. So that's that's the the line of logic and the flaws in that line of logic. Yeah. Um, it, taking on a she she explicitly doesn't want to surrendered as a um as a satrapy to you in the way that Varthold and Trelev has. Yeah. Um that's of no compelling interest to it because that's essentially like being conquered without actually even fighting for it. Yeah, yeah. Um that what I'm looking for is some kind of closer relationship that gives her the confidence that we won't invade without handing straight over to being to the Viceroy bit. Which is why I thought the exchange of advisors might work for her. Yeah. Yeah, she can. Um, so your 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 counselors that you have here will sort of talk about that. And Quintessa says, "Of course, you realise that um, you realise that with such a deal, you're basically inviting a spy onto directly onto the council." Well, only if um, I mean, if we're meant to be becoming one big happy kingdom and the like, the um, then um, there's no harm in them knowing our deliberations. I mean. It's only a problem if we're doing things we don't want Mervon to know about. My thought was it would be very difficult to um, organise a secret invasion in of Mervon without that said councillor finding out about it. it gives Pre- precisely, her, she says. It gives her some. It gives her some peace of mind, like. But that's that's actually her point. Yeah. Is that having a you you are basically formally advertising to move on whatever it is that you're doing at all times, because Quintessa is basically making the point to you that whatever counsellor Rastelina points to you will invariably report everything straight back to her. Whether it's relevant, whether it's of direct relevance in Mivon's interests or not, yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's kind of what you're going for. But, yeah, um, yeah, no, no, I um, no, I understand that. But um, at present, um, I don't think um, I don't want her to feel that she's got to look over her shoulder for our much bigger army 
hey, what we only built to um, take on Pytex. I've um, move on as the kingdom that always been friendliest to us, at least of the kingdoms that are still around. Caitlin says in a slightly rueful way. I would like to become better friends with them, and um, this seems the best way I can of our options that are still on the table to do it. I don't want to. Um, I don't. She's reached out in friendship to us. I don't want to slap her hand back. Um, whether she wants a, whether she wants one of our counsellors or not, it seems a good way to give them a seat at the table. And that also doesn't um, it, it doesn't mean that Mivon will necessarily integrate into your kingdom eventually, which is the other concept coming out of the marriage the marriage deal. The other we could look at like a treaty that was a mutual defence treaty for Rasseline's lifetime style of thing, mm. similar to what um, similar to what she was thinking. Yeah, that was a we we agreed to defend we agreed to you know have special trade relationships and peace and defend each other on war and generally um, build this bond between us. Yeah, don't don't hear the GM crapping on your ideas. This is your council's job is to tell yeah. you what's wrong with what you're thinking. Yeah, uh, but but the GM has no. Uh, better plans, so therefore the NPCs are not proposing any either, because I haven't thought of anything. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think the, what I'm looking for is, um, like, I think Mervon doesn't want to give up all their independence and Mm. merge into our kingdom, but they're worried that we might invade them at some point in the future, either in my lifetime or, you know, going forward as Stagthorn grows in size and Caelan is no longer its ruler and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking in terms of this um, sort of shared councillorship and alliance treaty as a way to start building that bond towards merging the kingdoms. Mm-hmm. I I can see what you're what you're thinking. So what I want is you know we'll kick it round at the council and you know unless anybody has any better ideas. We'll work up a treaty proposal, yeah, so that we've actually got something with yeah, yeah. documentation, which, which you can pretty pretty trivially put together. Remember, you've also bought a string of attaches and diplomats and that sort of thing, with yeah. you, who are you know Bob and Joe in the background, yeah. And then um, I also talked to them about. Um, Basically, what I want to tell her is that Van and Van and Swetlana have already have already had a prior relationship mm-hmm. because that makes more. That's not entirely untrue and makes more sense than they just decided to get hitched because you're involved. Um, it's it's pretty hard to get around the fact that. Um, uh, both of the candidates she was aiming for were single yesterday, you know, and are now both engaged. Well, the thing is that Tristram isn't engaged, as far as I know. I mean, unless he's done something with the Contessa, he's not telling me. No, no, but he'd, he'd indicated that was his plan. His plan is to propose to her, but my plan, rather than telling yeah, her... And, and in fact, you'd explicitly said, let's not um, let, let's not have a string of engagements yeah, announcements yeah. to overshadow what we're doing here. Yeah. Let's just keep those in our pants for the moment. Yeah, no, what I want to tell her is that Van and Svetlana had um, uh, had an, were secretly engaged and um, that 
Tristram has decided that he's not comfortable with the while well, he respects and admires her, he's not comfortable with the political marriage concept, mm-hmm. which is um, you know neither of those things are untrue, and it's a bit different from the it, well the secret engagement is slightly untrue but only slightly. It's they were serious about each other. They just hadn't made that final decision, and that's the part that I'm sort of veiling slightly because it sounds really odd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you? Um, so, basically, tonight you have more meetings with Rast Celine, and then another hall functionally. Yeah. Um, do you want to play through that, or do you want to? Um, Extrapolate. I think um, I want to I want to play through the conversation with her because you know I, I want to at least try and uh, I, I presume she's not going to be happy, but I want to at least mm. try and sell her on. Where are we? We're Nith now. Aren't we? we are Nith. Yeah. The other thing is whether I would be getting someone who was functioning as a viceroy, except as an ambassador in the form of a viceroy, so an additional counselor, or whether I would need to replace a role on my existing council. Because what I really want someone to do is the equivalent of a viceroy is tell me what Mivon's thinking and what Mivon's take on all this is. Yeah, I wouldn't. E- I wouldn't necessarily expect to get stat bonuses from them in that case because they wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, you know, they wouldn't be running Mivon in my stead, but they would be. You know, make it be Mivon's voice on the council. Okay, so it sounds like you're getting a. Um... Uh, you're, you're going for negotiations here, so you actually get your character select screen coming up. Okay. Um. Which I believe everyone's here, so everyone's available. Yes. Um, I think, um, Michaela is who I would select. Yeah, that's, that's pretty hard to argue with. <laughs> it's way too awkward if it's just or Svetlana. Yeah. <laughs> Always take Bryn. Yeah. <clears throat> no, fuck off. <laughs> She's coming to the balls. That's very heroic of her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go in and um, you're presumably looking for a sort of quieter meeting. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be... Um, yeah, so it's her and a couple of attaches as opposed yeah. to the full palaver. Yeah, and I mean, I'm happy if we want to do the initial discussion with just her and me and then mm-hmm. call in more people as we as we go along style of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rasseline smiles at you as, as you enter. Your Majesty, King Caelan. Queen Rasseline. Have you had the time today to reflect upon the proposal we discussed yesterday? I have. And I hope what you have seen of Mimon pleases you. It's a beautiful country. I um, would very much like to build closer bonds between us. But then what then? Then, then what say you then? I have um, discussed your proposal with Varn and Tristram. Mm-hmm. Varn has a um, prior commitment to Svetlana Levington. He is unwilling to set aside. I see. I was not aware of that, she says, and the eyes flick ever so slightly to the attaché behind her who cringes slightly, given that his his job was to be aware of that sort of thing. They've been keeping it very private. Certainly they must have. Then Lord Tristan. 
he is very young and not prepared to take on a commitment of this nature at this time. I have a counter-proposal to make. I see, she says. And can you roll me a sense motion, Jenny? Super. Uh, 24. Yeah, yeah. The, the temperature in here just dropped by about 10 degrees. <laughs> she's, um, she's, she's not happy, and she really wasn't expecting that answer. Like, like she, she thought she was bringing a pretty good deal to the table. Yeah. Um, and of course, because it's just your, um, attachment to romance and love and things mm-hmm. that, that so many of the nobles have the, have trouble wrapping their heads around. Yeah. That you've got the same kind of thing you've run into in several places before, what you're doing. She's not going to Irovetti you and go, this is illogical, do it again. But that's sort of where she's coming from. <laughs> I see. Temperature drops. So. Are you certain... Your Majesty, that you've discussed this thoroughly with Lord Tristan. I understand he's young, but he has been educated to noble rank. He should have an, an idea of a sense of his obligations. It is... It would be somewhat hypocritical of me to demand he make a political marriage when I did not do so myself. I am very sensible of the advantages that this proposes to our kingdoms, but I hope that we can find another way. And there's a very slightly, um, a sort of very slightly cold smile on your face. If you have other proposals or other brothers, I am prepared to listen. And um, you do actually have another brother. Yes. Technically. Yes. But the last thing we need is... You can offer a trust. Yeah. Trish <laughs> is... That might be a hard sell, but... Trish isn't mine to offer, nor do I think, um... Nor do I think that's what he needs, nor do I think it offers the kind of alliance that she wants. You wish to be assured that our kingdoms will not cross swords in the future. Indeed. To tread a path that while not sacrificing Mervon's independence, builds a closer bridge between Ian yourselves and Stagthorn. And to have a seat at our table. I was wondering if you would like, or if we would like to mutually propose an advisor to each other's councils, or for you to propose an advisor to my council. To be a part of Stagthorn's decision-making process. And I also have, uh, well, this, slide it forward. A mutual defence treaty to build a closer tie between our kingdoms. And uh, proposal B, the second section, um offers the opportunity for uniting our kingdoms in the event that you die without an heir in the future. Once our once we have forged a closer bond. Mm-hmm. 
she nods. I see. Yeah. A moment, please. Looks through them all, has some sort of hushed discussions with, with her advisors, uh, and the two of you are welcome to make me sense motive checks to, because you're, you're sort of watching this by play that they're trying to keep somewhat secret from you. Sure. Uh, I completely botched that. No. That's it. Michaela, on the other hand, has, um, 36. See, this is why I bring Michaela. So, you, you've basically got Rasseline and a couple of her attaches sitting at the end of the table going shh into each other's ear, and did nothing unusual in the slightest about Michaela leaning over to you and going shh yeah. in your ear, and she says, I don't think that, I don't think that the mutual defense pact is going to fly. They're concerned about Pytax, unsurprisingly. And if Pytax attacks us, they'll be dragged into a war there, whether they want it or not. Ah, I hadn't thought of that. I don't really want that, but it's a bit o- it's a bit obvious, um, having a mutual defense practice just a bit one way. I don't think I could really sell anybody on that. No, I mean, you should be looking for the obvious catch there. Yeah. Like, and particularly, you know, no one would commit themselves to that. Like, yeah. you might help her if Pytax invaded her, but you might not, too. You could make that decision entirely. Yeah. Um, I don't think that proposal will fly. In fact, I think looking at her, she's savvy enough to have a plan B of some kind. I wonder if she's already made arrangements with Pytax. At least potential arrangements. That would suck. The second offer, however, is receiving a lot more serious consideration. Well, that's that's something. The um, I don't want to drag them into the defence treaty if they're um, they don't have to come and join the mess with Pytax. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's right. And indeed, they they have a little more hushed discussion of this, and then wrestling. Flick, flicks her hand and sends, dismisses her attaches back again. It's just you. I thank you for these offers, Your Majesty, but Mivon at this time must look to its own defence, and so I will decline the I will decline the opportunity offered by your mutual defence pact. It may lead us. It, it may lead both of us to circumstances we cannot predict at this time. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. As to as to the second proposal of a trade of counsellors, that I am that that I am more amenable to. What did you have in mind? And you can start discussing this one. Yeah. So basically, I'm interested in what she wants. Yeah. Like um, whether she's looking for trade, whether she's looking for exchanging a counsellor each, or just her appointing someone potentially to my council. Whether she's looking for someone to actually fulfil a council role. Or to provide more of an advisory position. Yeah. Because the thing is, the counselory role commits both of us to having someone actually running a bit of our kingdom. Yes. Which is probably more influence than is necessarily desirable. Mm, yeah. So you, you go back and forth on this point several times. Um, and around and around talking way through different ways you could do it and that sort of thing. She's actually kind of invested in the conception of trading a, a counsellor for a counsellor or, a, you know, somebody for a counsellor or whatever. 
on the basis that that then gives her power within Stagthorn to make decisions through a fairly obvious cat's paw. Yeah, yeah. Um, it couldn't be her because yeah. she's the queen and she can't put herself in a relationship that's that subservient to you. If, yeah. if you'd taken the marriage proposal, you could have her as a potential counsellor. Yeah. Well, she's the independent queen of Mivon, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but um, the, the theory is this person's going to be the person who's wrestling, but through a, but without requiring her to actually come up there. Yeah. Um, and, um, so... Yeah, she is interested in that because she's interested in having a, a hand in in the running of Stagthorn and is actually willing to trade... The, this is all Michaela's sense motive check yeah. back and forward. Uh, she's willing to trade you um, you getting a hand in, in running Mivon indirectly. Cool. And the way... Be, because you, the, your counsellor would have a voice on her councils, basically. Awesome. And the way I'll do that is probably assume that a lot of it just happens off screen, but if Mivon's doing anything interesting I think you should know about, or if you have something that you particularly want to steer them towards, you can wave your oar kind of thing as a, as a player. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that the, the mutual defence pact, she politely just rejects out of hand. Yeah. That that has no appeal whatsoever to her. Yeah, I hadn't thought of the dragging her into Pytax, but Kaelin will talk around the point, but kind of accepts yeah. that she may not want to take on our current set of military yeah, commitments, and, you know, he'll kind of say, perhaps we could revisit it in five or ten years. Yeah, yeah which she will, of course, politely yeah. agree to. Yeah, after after I, after we've conquered Pytax, but he doesn't say that part out loud. Um, then, um... But yes, in terms of trading a counsellor for a counsellor, she is interested in that. Cool. So that would be any any of your counsellors, including your vice royes. Um, yeah. Perfectly valid for that. Um, so she will make several diplomatic noises about how, given Mivon's current makeup, uh, you know, perhaps uh, your counsellor, of course, Silverfire, and your marshal, Chief Soot Scales... Uh, may not be so suitable at this time, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. She's, she doesn't actually strongly object to first, but she objects to the kobold and the centaur. That's fair. Um, do you have anyone you particularly want to float to her? Because she will have um, several investments in this. I'm interested in who she's interested in. I mean, the... The fairly clear limit is I'm not going to give her one of the four party members. Yeah. For fairly obvious reasons. Yeah. And um I'm not particularly keen on parting with either of my viceroys because I picked them because of their ties to Yeah. I mean, technically it would solve the problem because I could give her Lillian and then put um Terry uh, and then put um the other guy in um like Tyrion. Yeah, yeah. In, in Viceroy position. But I don't think Lillian would like that. My goal is not to piss her off as a counsellor this time. Yeah, so your your list is starting to look kind of short then, because are you including Svetlana and Quintessa in that? Uh, Both of whom you've you've just um, declared you're happy for them to marry other people who are living within your kingdom? Yeah, no, um, Quintessa, I'm, I... I I would not be inclined to trade with Lana because she is a party. Uh, yeah, member. of course she is now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Quintessa, um, Quintessa Huxley first. 
um, are all possibilities. Yeah. Lillian, if she was interested in doing it, I think might actually be a good possibility, but I think she's more interested, her commitments are to Drayleaf. Yeah, you you have not announced this, but um, Quintess, sorry, it's Quintess and Vaughn, I was thinking of as the other halves of the partnerships yeah. that, that are impeding this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, 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 you know, the thing with Quintessa and Tristram is not going public unless they want to go public mm-hmm. with it. Yes, my question is, are you prepared to send either of them to go? Because that person would be going and living in Mivon. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing stopping them coming back periodically, but they're spending the majority of their time in Mivon. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends on if Quintessa's prepared to do that, but I think that the political influence might be a fair trade. Um, and the, the old Belle Dame, I'm thinking, is, you know, probably not going to be very keen to do it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like people, generally. Yeah, yeah, and, she, you know, her ties are here. So, yeah, first Huxley or um, Quintessa, if she's prepared to do it, seem like the best possibilities of my current council. I... That's a really interesting list. The other possibility is... Um, I could talk to Sir Frederick March about whether he'd be interested in doing it, mm-hmm. as um, I'd be prepared to sacrifice him as my general in the quest for this. Yeah, the problem is you need to move somebody off your council to be replaced with someone from Mivon. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whether you then send that person to Mivon or not. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to straight trade that. Yeah. You could, you know, remove Huxley from the council... Um, replace him with a royal enforcer from Nivon and then send Frederick, Sir Frederick March to yeah. Nivon. My vague, it depends on if she is willing to part with Dharma Jot, but my thought is that Dharma Jot would be a warden or a for, royal enforcer I'd be very happy with, mm-hmm. at which point I could trade, if she was prepared to take either Huxley or first, I could trade them. Mm-hmm. Huxley would be someone I would actually be quite keen on if he's prepared to do it, as someone who's um kind of... um. A lifelong loyalist to the House of Thorn? He would potentially be in a good position to be my voice somewhere else? Yeah. Yes. Um, and and this is going to be a fairly complex negotiation, yeah. so it's not like you're going to agree to this at the moment. Yeah. Um, among other things, I don't necessarily have a list on me of the people from Mivon that yeah. would be suitable for this sort of role. Yeah. Having not um, seen this coming. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is, um, I can potentially propose it as, let me know who you're interested in, yeah. I'll sound them out, um, I'll let you know who I'm interested in, and you sound them out, and we can work out what works best for us, because yeah. we can move the councils, we can move people around on the council and that kind of thing to make this work. Yeah, so so running through, you you sort of go off, you meet with your councillors, you yeah. talk through your various options, etc., etc. Running through your list there, um, the the kobolds and the centaur are not acceptable to her. Yeah. Um, and they both kind of serve, joined my council to serve their people. It's yeah. kind of like the viceroy thing. They have responsibilities to their own people. Moving one of them to move on kind of takes that, that off the <laughs> table. You can always send Queen Vesket. <laughs> I wouldn't be entirely opposed, but I don't imagine she'd be acceptable. And besides, she retired. I kind of assume she doesn't want to go back um, to a council position. Rastaline has um, 
would would reasonably openly talk about her concerns of to- taking the old Beldame in the sense that the old Beldame is very old and you'll yeah. probably end up invariably replacing her. Th- that's kind of why I don't want to do it. Yeah. Her next position as a counsellor is probably stepping down when she gets old enough that she's had enough of being the um, spy master. Yeah. And she will be a sad, sad loss, but... Yeah. Uh, so... And then looking through and sort of talking about your other options with your counsel and that sort of thing, um, the general feeling from um, from Michaela and Aunt Quintessa and Svetlana um, is that Lillian will probably be pretty reluctant to move. Yeah, that's what I thought. To what would clearly be a lesser role yeah. than the Viceroy of Fort Drelev. And coming very rapidly into her into her reign. Yeah, yeah, no, the um, I didn't think Lillian would go for it. Um, now you're the king; you can make them do anything, or at least, at least in the sense you can give them orders, and they either do it or quit. Yeah, but um, in the first place, I don't want to do that to any of them. In the second place, if I do it to Lillian, the Lillian won't be the one I pick. Mm-hmm. The whole goal was to build a better relationship between us. Um, Huxley is a, a fascinating one as a, as a lifelong loyalist to House Thorne, whom Rasseline knows little to nothing about, um, because he's a man of mystery, obviously. Yeah. Um, and um, but has the downside that then you are replacing your royal enforcer, your chief assassin's secret troubleshooter, etc., etc., with somebody from a foreign kingdom. Yeah, that is a definite problem. But I could potentially move roles around to, um, to my, I, I could potentially move roles around. I probably wouldn't want a royal enforcer from Mivon. My thought of Huxley was largely because he's a professional spy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not he messing, certainly is. Not messing, but it would depend very much on whether that was something that he was prepared to undertake. Because he's taken on the council role more or less as a favour to me as a um, scion of House Thorn. Yeah. And I don't want to push him beyond his bounds of loyalty in yeah. terms of taking on a role he doesn't want to take on. Yeah. You can, at this point, presume that you um, settle this as a potential possibility with Mervon, have a to- have a couple of awkward ball days with them, and then go back and sort it with your council and that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm happy to stay with Mervon and just talk about this as what we discuss when we get home style yeah. of thing. Yeah. So Huxley would be absolutely willing to do it. Okay, you know, cool. It's it's whatever is in the best interests of Stagthorn and therefore House Thorn. He cool. Doesn't, he doesn't blink at that change of assignment. Cool. Um, nor does First for more or less exactly the same reasons. Yeah. Um, he will basically follow whatever orders he is given. Yeah. Um, the other, although the risk with First is that um, Pytax want him. Yes. Yes, they do. Putting him in, that's, I hadn't thought of that, but that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Putting him in Nivon puts him in danger, more danger of being abducted out. Like, Erevetti um, is obviously thus far unwilling to invade the kingdom to get him. Mm-hmm. But Nivon is a smaller, more delicate kingdom. Uh, Rastaline would actively, would, would actively take Akaros in a heartbeat. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Would Akaros be interested in going? Because uh, he is at this point a um, seven-year accomplished general and leader of multiple armies. Yeah. He's clearly got his own set of obvious problems. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, 
the Church of Aristotle that are looking to arrest him borderline no longer exist. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the guy who was doing that now works for me. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Church of Aristotle and Brevoy have got much bigger problems than Akaros. Uh, and and, and, this... I, and I'm much less worried about, you know, Akaros... I mean, obviously Akaros could get himself into trouble in a foreign kingdom, but he could get himself into trouble right at home, and, and, and he's the, much less inductible than first. The savvy politicians amongst your council will point out that... Um, She'd probably be delighted with Akaros because he's he's a very good general and he's probably a very poor spy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is a good point. On the other hand, um, you know, the thing is I have another... Because I have cheap soot scales, I have more Gorum followers than I can um, thing, and Akaros would be someone I wouldn't be opposed to mm-hmm. taking off the council. Uh, and Quintessa and Tristan will both... Um, plead for Quintessa to stay. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It was it was basically for the same reason as Huxley. I think she'd be really good at it, but I can see that Tristram, the thing with Tristram makes that awkward. Uh, she, and like, I can do this in character if you want, but no, she, no, okay. she tells you, you know, of course she'll be happy to follow your orders and do what's best for the kingdom and, you know, rati rati rada, you know, but, and look sad. <laughs> Tristan is much more blatant about it and says, but, but, we want to stay together. I don't want Quintessa to go and live at Milbon. If she goes, I'll go with her. And Quintessa says, I don't want that. I want you to have your place here that you've earned, you know, with your family. Yep. Sweet. We'll take that off the table then. It's just, the thing is, there's problems in any role. Yeah. Because, you know, are you going to have Bivon capacity as your secret troubleshooter or as the leader of your armies? I'm not giving Bivon the generalship. Yeah, that well, is... That's not necessarily what you're doing if you trade the Macaros, because yeah. it doesn't have to be a one-to-one trade. You could shift someone else to general and give them something else. Yeah, yeah. Let me look at my um, backup counsellor list so I can see who I... Um... Yeah, although what I do with the council does depend very greatly on um, who I get in return. Yeah. Which, of course, you don't, haven't had the opportunity to... Well, I can go and look at that now if you want me to. Well, that would be very helpful. Okay, so we're presuming that at this point that you've gone ahead with your um, balls and that sort of thing and, and then are doing diplomatic negotiations at length? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Unless there's anything you at partic- distance, I mean. At distance. Unless there's anything you particularly wanted to cover in the following balls? No. Um, what she will propose is a couple of things. Um, to use some very civilization-esque terms... Uh, she will propose not a mutual defense pact, but a, an open borders pact, a right of free passage, that says you may move your your individual... Like, your individual people can kind of go through Bivon anyway, because yeah. the borders aren't closed. Um, but you may you you and your people personally may move through Bivon on official business unhindered. You've functionally got diplomatic immunity going through kind of thing. Cool. Um, because you're the personage of the king, regular yeah. people that go through it in your kingdom don't. Uh, you would also have the capacity to move armies through Mivon and that sort of thing, as long as they're, you know, going somewhere. Yeah. Um, however, that applies backwards as well. Mivon yeah. can move freely through you. Yeah. Broadly speaking, with those kind of things, it's a good idea to tell them, hey, we're taking our army from point A to point yeah, B. Yeah, absolutely. We're not just, like, camping on outside of your city. But it does mean if we need to move an army through Mavon for some reason, we can send them a note and then do it. We don't have to spend 
you know, a month doing tactful diplomatic negotiations. That sounds great. I am definitely for making that deal. Uh, I have decided to um, retcon Mivon City into being something less crap. Yes, yeah, stole the name from somewhere else. So it is Javox. Javox is a cool name. Which started and, as a small village and has now become the capital city. Yeah, and really anything but Mivon would be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fort Drelev, it makes sense because the whole point of Fort Drelev is that they didn't get to build, that they didn't do anything with Fort Drelev other than build that one city. But. Mivon presumably has other cities. And she will offer you three people as potential counsellors available to you. Oh, okay. Um, and Jot is not one of them. She sends her regrets, but he is too valuable to her kingdom. Yeah. And particularly the role of Warden requires him to wander around fighting off monsters and all this sort of thing, which she needs somebody doing. And it can't be somebody who's spending three weeks out of every month sitting in Elk's Rest. Yeah. Um... So, the three people she proposes to you, one of them you have never met, is a man by the name of Gaspar Telek, um, who she says is functionally her her 2IC, he's basically her vizier. Okay. Um, he is presently serving as her counsellor on, yeah. on her council. Yeah. Um, the other two you have met, both of them at the Rushlight Tournament, uh, Hiram Velocitor is her wizard. Ah. Uh-huh. Um... And I don't know how far you can cast your mind back to this, but he um, he entered the spellcraft contest, and his exhibition was he stood up and drew a very dull series of symbols on a chalkboard and explained them at length in a very dull fashion, but was actually drawing symbols of laughter, so the audience laughed uproariously throughout the whole thing. He was awesome. Uh, and then the other one he endeavoured to do was... Um, Summoned a summoned a celestial hound of some kind to try and get it to carry the boulder from point A to point B, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head whether he succeeded or whiffed that spectacular. I don't think he did very well, yeah. but I certainly remember his symbol of laughter. That was awesome. Uh, and the other one on offer is also someone from the Rushlight Tournament, is Celia Ravenbrow, who was the um, the very drunken woman of the representative of the Church of Caden Caelan, who bragged that she had decapitated a chimera with, without ever having to put down her wine glass kind of thing. That chick was awesome. Okay, those are some good offers. I'm much more interested in either of them. Um, so to make this call, I need to know what counselor... It would help to know what counselor positions they would be prepared to take on? Any of them. Okay. They have been explicitly put on your council as a political favour. Uh, so it is not It is not their choice. Right, okay. <laughs> And, and you can get assessments from the three of them from what Rasseline will tell you and your own spies and etc, etc, etc to give you some understanding of who they are and what they're about. Yep. Um, Gaspar Telek, who are two I see, is a, is, is an Eldori Sword Lord. Yep. Um, is, is pretty competent because he literally studies directly under her. Sweet. So he would be a moderately competent fighter. Cool. But a very good politician. Ah, uh, nice. And somebody very, very loyal to Mivon. Yeah. Um, so he's probably the most competent person there, but he's also by far away the best spy. Yeah. Um, Hiram Velocitor is a wizard and a man of learning, and thus you could probably assume would not be best suited to be your general kind yeah. of thing. He's more of the magister, um, Magister kind. Yeah, yeah, he is a learned wizard um, who is a master of spellcraft, basically. Yeah. He has studied 
all sorts of obscure magical theorems and that kind of thing. Yeah, and if I put it on him with the Council with Tristram, the two of them were never going to stop talking. He, he, he is, in fact, literally an expert at spellcraft, with yeah. skill-focused spellcraft and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, far outstripping his spellcraft skills, far outstrips his actual accomplishments as a wizard. Yeah. Because he's not necessarily a massively high-level character. Yeah. But he is um, very smart in terms of spellcraft. Yeah. Um, so he he is the very... Um, Magic is the solution to everything professory type. Yeah. Uh, which gives him no particular competence as a politician, no particular competence as a warrior, and also not necessarily any particular competence as a spy. Yeah. Although he is smarter than he looks. Yeah, yeah. And he looks pretty smart. Um, Celia Ravenbrow is a drunk. Um, but a drunk who can fight. Yeah. I mean, clearly she didn't decapitate a chimera without putting down a wine glass any more than you, you know... Killed an Albia the size of New Mexico. Yeah. In two shots with an arrow, whatever the hell it was you were bragging about. Yeah. Um, that was Tristan doing the bragging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it was you, the player, doing No, that? he single handedly killed an Albia the size of a, a castle by um, riding a unicorn at it. Yes, yes. It knocked down the castle of Stagthorn, but he arranged for it to knock yes. it back up. And yes, that so you can it... tell because the castle of, if you go and look at the castle of Stagthorn, right. it's exactly where it was. So there is probably some truth to the fact that she can fight, but nowhere near as well as she's bragging. Yeah, yeah. So she'd be more in the fighting role. Yeah. Um, but she's a, she's, openly a drunk. Yeah. Um, but that means that she's openly a drunk, so she's probably not going to be the world's greatest spy secretly undermining your kingdom. Yeah. So, um, more time pondering. Yeah. Um, I'd be very happy to give them first. Yeah. But I'm a little worried he'll get abducted as soon as I let him out of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I could give them Huxley and make Celia the Royal Enforcer. I mean, she will, you know, like, your guys essentially have the same sort of um, diplomatic immunity and, and um, things that are granted to her council. Yeah. You know, that makes them as safe as she can make them. But yeah. It's not a, she's not going to throw first out a window, but it's not, not a perfect world. No, no, and I'm just thinking that, you know, Uruvithi isn't prepared to teleport in and abduct him out of my kingdom, mm-hmm. but, you know... Does that mean he's not prepared to teleport in and abduct him out of Mithrock? It's a perfectly valid point. Um, whereas Akros are much, now that he's, now that Bravoy has basically come apart at the seams, would be in much less danger being Mm -hmm. in a, and is a big strong man with an axe who can take care of himself. Um, but I don't desperately want to put any of those guys in as my general, but what I'm tossing around is that I could put, um, Van in as my general. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a co- or a silver fire is the viceroy for Varnhold. Yeah. And, um, that would, um, that would give me the council position, which isn't actually necessarily the one I want available, but I could, um, conceivably ask first to step down, bring in Celia as the, um, Celia as the warden, and, um, move, um, And bring in somebody else, which would be either Tyrion or Sir Frederick Mars as the counsellor. Mm-hmm. And sorry, who were you trading with on in that circumstance? I'd be trading the Macross. Right. It's a very fiddly arrangement. Yeah. yeah. But it does... Um... One drunk for another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Celia a lot. Yeah. And um, Kaelin is not the man to quibble about the fact that she's frequently trolleyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I really... Gatsbar sounds very skilled. 
but I really don't want somebody in a super martial role. You know, the, I could give him the warden position, but um, my theory is that that wouldn't make anyone super unhappy. Because I don't think, Ak- because Akros, I presume, Ak- it depends on if Akros would be okay with moving to Mivon. Because um, I was sort of sounding them out. Uh, yeah, yeah, a- Akros doesn't blink at that. He's, yeah. He says, you know, and I still get paid the same? Yeah. Okay, no problem. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're getting to have quite a small army in comparison to other people and they want a good general. No, I get, I get what you're going for here. I'll miss the fight. I'll miss the fight that's coming, but... It's nothing to say it won't spread down to Mivon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I would be sorry to lose him from the general position with the fight coming, but Van could do could do that role. Yeah. And um, a core silver fight, you know, Van Holds had a long time with Van in the Viceroy slot. Moving a core to there would give her an opportunity to represent the Centaurs. Yeah. Um... That's probably what I feel inclined to go with. I will want to talk to the various people involved. Okay. Um, I don't know that, um, uh, basically checking in about how Van and Akora feel about that and having a conversation with her. Because that was basically what we talked about in terms of making, f- putting first in as the warden for Elk's rest rather yep. than the city as a whole. Yep. And again, we can do any of those in character or not as you, um, if you have preferences either way. I think um, I'd like to talk to first in character, and I'd like to just check that Van and Akora are happy with that as a plan. Yeah, um, both of them understand why you're doing what you're doing. Akora is perfectly happy to be the Viceroy of Van Holt. Yeah. Um, Van is, um, what was happening to him? He he was getting moved to the general position. Right. Because he's one of the... I don't have a lot of people I think could do the general yep. thing well. Yeah. My only other one would be Sir Frederick March, and that just adds um, that adds more counsellors to my yep. pile, not taking them Va- away. Van is perfectly... Um, is, is okay to do that. He's not as happy in the role of general as in Viceroy, but very clearly and blatantly says, you know, my, my duty to stag form comes first, and I've already made more than enough compromises in the face of that duty. I, given this entire arrangement is coming round so that he can marry Svetlana, he's really not going to put his feet down here. Yeah. Like, it, it would have to be a huge big deal before he puts his foot down on it. Yeah, yeah. I get that he's been very happy in the Viceroy position, but I figure this is this is a compromise I feel I can ask him to make. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And it is, you know, a yeah, core... Yeah, at this point he's happy to step down. Yeah. No, thank you. No, my council will have Van on it as long as I have the council. Um, but I did intend to... But he's good at a lot of things, and I did intend to take advantage of that. I would be sad to lose a core from the councillor position, but um, the opportunity to put Tyrion somewhere is not to be sneezed at. What? It's, it's just going to change things up in a way I didn't see coming. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to have, you know, different reactions to my free railroaded plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can go back and, you know, do something more boring. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you can't move those counselors. The slots are all grayed out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. No, so that's the, that's the proposal, is I will exchange Akroff... I'm sorry, but now I'm visualizing the um the, the Pokemon. Yeah. Do, 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 do. 
and then he levels up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll exchange Jack Ross for Celia Raven. Ravenbrow. Ravenbrow. Because I think she's awesome. Yep. And I'm um, clearly going to have to go back and listen to that to um, that one again to get an impression of who the fuck she is, because that NPC has passed in and out of my frame of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty distinctive story about the Albert. She was awesome. She impressed Kaelin with her awesome. Mm. I mean, the thing is, um, I would, I also really liked Hiram. I would gladly take him, but I already have one Tristram, and Town's a bit worried about adding a second Tristram to his council. <laughs> Which is arguably... Maybe we could think more about things before we just smash them. Yeah, we'll see, I'm moving across off the council. I'm reducing my pile of people who smash. <laughs> so yeah, so that's basically the gist is, if we go for that as if Mivon are happy with that, yep. then we go for that as a plan that will take place in Kathona. Yep. Because, you know, everybody needs time to get their get their stuff. Uh, yeah, that. understandable. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright then. We can pause while you um, while you consider. No, no, I just don't. I I um, don't have in my head how to play Celia Ravenbrook. Yeah, that's anything to do with her at this stage. That's fine. I'm happy to I'm happy to leave it here if you want to um go away and um reconstruct things and that kind of stuff. I'm also happy to if there isn't any if if that's the conclusion with the Neth scene is do a conclusionary scene with Mivon and just do a kingdom turn yeah, to that, get the new councillor set up. That was indeed your um. That was indeed your event, Kingdom event for Neth. Yeah. Negotiations with Mivon. Cool. So yeah, so you know we um we talk it over and you know we hope to build you know we send we hope to build closer closer ties with Mivon and. You know, sign this, um, close, and sign this, um, free, free trade, free border crossing. Free passage. Free passage deal. Which I will write down. Because I have a list of trade deals I have and things. And that's uh, effectively of indefinite length. Yeah. Lasts basically until one of you decides to break it. Yeah. And, um, basically the gist is, you know, we as with the mutual defense, we can revisit. You know, a closer merging the two kingdoms as a possibility in times to come, if that's something they want to go for. Yep. Ah, here we are. Good work. The stats there. Cool. All right. So do we want to um, go on with the kingdom turn then? And um, straighten out where we're putting everybody before um, I lose track of my overcomplicated plan? Yep. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> okay. Whenever you fancy raw stability then. Yes. Um, oh, and the other one was um, I wanted to talk to first briefly about it. Um, I am here. I want to ask you to take on the role of um, watching out for Alex Rest law enforcement rather than a um, position on the council. I am. Un- this, this unit understands that you are manoeuvring positions around the council to fit in our negotiations with Mivon. I considered you for taking on the role of representing Mivon. 
I would have been happy, I think you would have done that well and I would have been happy to ask you to do it. But I am concerned that if you leave the kingdom, the clockwork king will attempt to abduct you. That is a distinct possibility. He has shown a particular interest in this unit in the past, owing to this unit's past. And I know he's not prepared to anger us at this stage by sending in a squad to abduct you because he hasn't done it. Mivon is not such a great military threat. I'm not completely convinced if you went to Mivon that he would be that he would be equally threatened by them. I think it's best for the time being. You've you've done great work for us. We will remember it and make sure that you always have a place as here. This unit understands that it does not reflect a personal failing. It is a matter of protecting that which matters most. This serves the greater interests of the stag form, of the people, of that which matters most. They must be protected. I have one position as being the working as the warden of Elk's Rest. The other position is being part of being the head of the royal bodyguard, working to protect Bryn and the children. You've done a great job as warden, but it's your decision which position fits best for you. And first, you have seen this before. Oh dear. He stops. <laughs> there is a click and a whir of a clockwork gear grinding down and he just stops again. Oh crud. I'm gonna, you know, shake him gently. Yeah, and... yeah, there are, uh, like, he's always got this kind of gentle ticking mechanism. Yeah. You can always tell when he's going. Yeah. He's just switched off entirely at that. Oh. Oops. Uh. First. Alright. Bodyguard, I must protect that which matters most. Okay. Really glad you weren't broken for a month this time. Understood. And you get a sense motive check here. Okay. Uh, I get a 13. He looks... First is, is almost incapable of looking enthusiastic about things, but that's as close as you can nail it down. Sweet. He looks... Motivated? Enthusiastic? Sweet. In so much as a being that has no emotions can essentially be? Awesome. So yes, we put first on, we put first as the head of the royal bodyguard. Mm -hmm. Um, he, given that he, which puts him very, which puts him in a very palace position, yep. making him extremely difficult to abduct, yep. and providing us with additional protection for Bryn and the children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mind is blowing. And we kill the GM. Yep. <laughs> this is going to force, cause a certain amount of challenge to Kingmaker because the GM is dead. GM's just going to go off and rewrite book five. It's all good. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> You're fine, sweetheart. The whole point of the game is to see what the players throw back. If you were just going to follow pre-scripted answers to everything, I might as well just play a video again. <laughs> all right, all right. At the point where you have no input into your own solo player campaign. 
<laughs> I'm doing it wrong. I know, I've just been there where the players do a thing, and you're like, okay. Perfect- well, I guess that is a logical action. Now I'm I have perfectly no fine idea. with all this, I just wasn't expecting any of this. Uh, okay. The thing is, you know, like, she may have stolen some bill points to found the lizard folk colony I'm not supposed to know about, but the lizard folk did bring me in 47 bill points last turn. She didn't steal them. Ah. That was the salary you paid her as as your counsellor. Oh, right. That was where it went. She told you she was using it for her own luxurious living. Which in my, de- my defence, that was an extremely plausible explanation mm-hmm. given everything I know about her. Yeah, no, no, Viscuit has is doing many secret things behind your back now, but um, actively didn't steal money from the kingdom. Oh, well, there we go. She took money the kingdom gave her and repurposed it in a way that the kingdom wouldn't necessarily approve of. Then again, I mean, there's no reason the lizard folk shouldn't found the colony a million miles away. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing in our, any treaties we have with them or yeah, any... Yeah, although it's one explicitly designed as protection against Kaelin fucking them over. Yeah, yeah, but, you know... Anyway, you don't know about it. Uh, completely true. <laughs> and the bright side is, with Kaelin's character, you don't have to come up with a complicated explanation of how she gets this past me. Mm-hmm. She can just entirely navigate. How she gets it past the Kaelin is a better question, but it's pretty easy for her to get it past me. Alright. Um, cool. Okay, so rolling stability. Here we go. Yep, I make that, so I pick up a bill point, because I have no unrest, at least until I move six counts, <laughs> until I move eight counts. <laughs> uh, pay consumption. Fill vacant magic item slots. And I have two vacant magic item slots. Okay, get ready for awesome. One of these days you're going to say it, and it is going to be awesome. We have, uh, these are medium items. Yep. So something that... Might be out of your price range? What is your price range these days? It's pretty high now, but of course there's always... Something here worth 32,000 gold. Yep, effortlessly. I've got 39,000. Sure, it's a plus three keen great axe. Cool. That's kind of awesome. Certainly an argument Kaelin doesn't need more weapons, but it is kind of awesome. Alright. And was there a second slot? There was a second slot. Plus two half plate. Probably less exciting. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that is, um, you know, as the, um, fills the role of, um, something that no one's, um, going to be very interested in as those of us who wear heavy metal armor wear better heavy metal armor. Um, so, asking the party, yep. I'm assuming no one's interested in the plus two half plate, because no, Michaela shuns it as an inferior. Um, iron bands, is anyone interested in the iron bands of binding? Oh, I can't remember what the hell they did now. Well, you're about to have a bunch of time on your hands as I um, screw around with the kingdom. No, I'm about to go off and look up who Celia Ravenbrow is. Oh, and yes. Do her again, and that's all My apologies. Alright, well don't worry about it then. I don't need to know yet, I've got a couple of things I can clear. I'm going to get rid of the Rond of Extend Meta Magic this time. Alright, and then I believe... Modifying Rest is fine. Assign Leadership! Here we go. 
Unrest, unrest, a million points of unrest. Now, I obviously get one because I'm screwing with my counsellor. Yep. It's totally okay with you. if you want to say I get another one because I'm appointing uh, a counsellor for removal, and that's you, completely legitimate. That is, in fact, exactly what happens. You get one because you are to... You get one for taking a counsellor from a foreign kingdom because you don't yep. have to be that savvy a politician to see the inherent possible flaws in it. Yeah. You know, most of your citizens can see that they're, they're not necessarily thrilled about this. Yeah. Um, there will be complaining about that you're disposing of Akros after his, you know, loyalty to the kingdom after so many years. There will yeah. be complaining that you're bringing in this foreigner. There's complaints that she's a useless drunk. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Everyone gets so prejudiced against people and, just because they're drunks. And then you get another point because you are reshuffling your council all over the show, and people are complaining that Van's better here and there, and yeah, yeah, will never be half the general Akros was, and etc. 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 So I'm just going to leave these people's stats so I can remember what they were, so I know how much things are changing. Those iron bands are kind of cool, but um, nobody can afford them. Yeah, are. that's alright. If somebody might be interested, I'll leave them there for the moment. So. Nah. Nah. No, enough. Uh, okay, no. Not for 13,000 gold. Yeah, there's a lot of money. And yes, I get Tyrion on the council. So that wasn't actually, that doesn't actually turn out to be too long a time to wait. What's his last name? Nemesti. Nemesti, that's right. So Tyrion and Lily are on the council together now. Yep, but we, we totally had a couple of months for them to get out of, to, uh-huh. to get over the basement thing. Uh huh. So, you're welcome to fiddle with that and then do climate abandoned hexes and all that sort of thing. I can't give you Celia's number until I go and get numbers until I go and get them. That's fine. Um, but you don't desperately need them to move ahead because it's not going to make any difference to what you've No, I, um, so I've moved everyone to their new positions but not adjusted their stats. Yep. And once you've had a chance to research Celia, you can tell me what everyone does once, uh, and I've had a chance to do the rest of the kingdom. Yeah, I can tell you what everyone else is doing. I just can't tell you hers because I haven't gotten them in front of that. Well, that's fine. If you if you um, tell me everyone else's, then I'll have the notes for... Okay, so let's just run through who your council is now. Yep. So your queen is still Bryn. Have yep. you traded her out? Yep. <laughs> who is your councillor? Therene Nemesti. Okay. Your general is now Van Thorne. Yes. Your grand diplomat is still Svetlana. Yes. High priestess is still Michaela. Yes. Magister is still Tristan. Yes. Marshal is still Chief Sootscales. Yes. He's now vital. He's my only Goromite left. Royal Enforcer still Huxley. Yes. Squiremaster still the old Beldane. Yes. Treasurer still Quintessa Moraine. Yes. Viceroy of Vanhold is Akora. Akora Silverfire. And your Warden is now Celia Ravenbrow. Yes. I haven't got Tyrion's stats on my existing list of NPCs, so I'll have to go and get him as well. That's cool. Um, Van? Yep. Uh, goes to adding a plus two to your generalship. Cool. So that is actually unchanged. That's yep. what Akaros brought to the table. Yep. Then uh, Akora is now your viceroy. So she gives you whatever bonus she would give me is, of course, halved because of the um... viceroy. Yes, it's half. So that would be one. Yep. That's easy. So that's the same as what Van was, Van was doing. Yep. Uh, Celia gives you question mark. Yep, so Celia gives me question mark, Tyrion gives me question mark. Yep. And those are the only two that I haven't, um... Cool. ...that I wanted to do. Yep. So, um, I'm now up to 16 defense value in Althrest. Cool. Which 
you know, I was perfectly happy with 12, but I've been shamed by Vrelo's ridiculous total. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've built a house and a stable in Thornwatch. Cool. Um, and that is all the things that I've done. Okay. And then you want to know about your counsellors? Yes. So you have added Lord Tyrion Nemesti? Yes. Uh, he is uh, delighted to come and live in Elkrest, where um, Lillian is not living. Yeah. Yes, I figure um, there are definite advantages to have. I mean, yes, they both have to serve on the council together, but they don't have to live in the same place. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he brings his daughter Cassandra with him. Ah, right, yep. So that she can be closer to the assorted, attractive men of um, Stagthorn, although he is um, he would never express such to you, but he'll be slightly dismayed to find out about all these weddings. And yeah, yeah. On. Well, it's, I figure it's good news to straighten out that um, Vaughn is not available given people keep mm-hmm. trying to marry him. So, you find that um, when he gets into the role, you know, he is a competent and skilled counsellor. This is a role he has held before. Um, he has done it, you know, to, to satisfaction. But he's a very hidebound traditionalist. Yeah. And he's a traditionalist in aspects of Aristotle's faith, which are not necessarily yours or your kingdoms. Um, and he's a traditionalist in how it was done in Fort Drelev. Yeah. So he adds a plus one to your council order. Okay, so that is a drop from Akura. Akura. Yep. Was a plus three? Yep. And then you get Celia Ravenbrow. Yes. Who comes in and says, You called! You called! You called and I came. Mm-hmm. I am here to be the warden of the great kingdom of Stagthorn. So I run around, I kill things that look threatening. I have a sword, but I also have this big flail, and this produces more squish, so that's where I'm going with this. We good? We good. Drink? Cheers. <laughs> and then I take her up to the tavern and we get drunk together. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's how it should always work. Mm-hmm. Doubtlessly she would make a superb magister, but instead you appointed her your warden, uh, which increases your loyalty by a plus three. Sweet. So that's... um. A very different warden from first, one would imagine, but that's about the same as what first was bringing to the table. Yeah, and what you find out of Celia Ravenbrow when she gets into the job and has done sort of month in it and how she's doing it, she doesn't seem to follow any sort of system. Um, you know, the, the townsfolk report problems to the guards, the guards report them up to the... Uh, to the marshal and to the warden, and depending on which which end of their duties it falls over, they take care of it. But, you know, first sort of kept the paperwork. Everyone knew where he was all the time. Celia, you know, she turns up for the meetings, but, but nobody seems to know where she is the rest of the time. She kind of just wanders around, and seemingly on some combination of divine intervention and blind luck, <laughs> will often be staggering into one of the farms around the time that a horde of goblins is attacking it. <laughs> At which point she just pulverizes through them yeah. and goes back and has some more drinks. <laughs> so it works. You're just not sure how it works. That's awesome. I thought she would be awesome, and I was right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Turian Namesti is not perhaps an ideal counsellor, but um, he is doing well enough for the time being. You know, he he's the voice of left-wing freedom from Fort Drelin. Yeah, yeah. So, by comparison to Hannah's do what I want or be executed Drelin. He's a good guy. And it's certainly an argument that um, the force of regular humanity are now starting to get slightly outnumbered, mm. so, you know... Besides, it's not necessarily a bad thing for this period where Fort Draylev is transitioning into that uh, kingdom. It certainly gives them a voice. Alright. Um, so that um, drops my loyalty by two. Yep. And otherwise makes no change in my stats whatsoever. Cool. Um, you generally... How was um, Van as a general and Okora Silver Fire as Viceroy taken by the populace? There's no stat change, but what's the... Oh, in, in terms of what they take away. What's the flavour? Um, yeah, unsur- unsurprisingly, there's grumbling about changing Van for, for Okora yeah. as the Viceroy of Van Hold, but there's equally as much satisfaction. You know, the people of Van Hold feel, the human people of Van Hold feel their concerns are being dismissed. Mm-hmm. But the centaur population of Van Hold think it's great. Yeah. You know, you're finally putting a centaur in charge of them as you should have done originally. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was always going to be 50% of the populace approved, 50% disapproved. Van, on the other hand, slips pretty effortlessly into the role of general. He is not flashy and glorious in the same way that Akaros is. He's not the big booming figurehead type. He's, you know, quiet respectful, but he is damned efficient. Yeah. And he he takes over the army like clockwork. Like, Akaros just sort of drops it all in his lap and goes, I'm going to move on. Yeah. Screw you, buddy. And Vaughn just picks it up and calmly deals with it. Yeah. Sweet. That's cool. And then, lastly, I make my economy check. Yep. And for a change, I make it. Pick up 46 build points. Well, I still had 51. So I think that might be a record for end of your turn, um, kingdom treasury wise. Mm-hmm. As I have 117 build points in the treasury. That's totally enough to buy a palace. I know it's enough to buy a university as well. Of course, given that you'll have to spend some of it on consumption at the start of the next turn, it might be enough to buy a palace then. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? Palace isn't more than a hundred build. Hundred and eight build points for a palace. Seriously, wow, that is impressive. It's a Palace. Yeah, yeah. I already have a castle. Yeah, but palace is better. Yeah. Pytax has a palace. Yeah, well, you no, know. No one else, never one functionally, has a castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with a castle. No, I'm thinking about a university. Okay. The, the, I've got a ton of spare space in the new new Alex race. And then you want the string of suddenly manifesting kingdom events. Yes, yes, I do. But, you know, I'm happy to call it here and have you tell me the next time no, no, if you want. I know what's happening here. Okay. Um, so, again, I can do either of these on screen if you want, but um, Van Svetlana will come to you in your capacity as... Kind of in your capacity as Kaelin, kind of in your capacity yeah. as King. Tell you what's gone down there, which you pretty much already know. Yeah, yeah, well... But, uh, Kaelin, no, Kaelin, yeah, they yeah. tell, they tell uh, me basically, what Kaelin didn't see in character. At, at this point, they are not so much seeking your formal permission to get married, because they don't desperately need it. Yeah. Um, so much as your assessment on when that would be a good idea or not, yeah. know, politically speaking, and what you think of that sort of thing. So they're, they're looking for your, um, 
your blessing as king yeah. to get married. So one, I discreetly asked Michaela what's the best way to not rub Rasseline's face in this. Um, because what I'm thinking is, like, have a formal engagement and give it a few months to let the whole situation was move on, simmer down. Yeah. And let Svetlana and Svetlana actually adjust to their circumstances. Yeah, um, Michaela's opinion is that, um, announcing, whether or not you do the wedding, announcing the betrothal as soon as possible is probably a good way of doing it because... There's always going to be that aspect of you shot Rasseline down. On the yeah. other hand, she didn't propose publicly. Yeah. Um, and this provides a convenient excuse. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we we propose that they immediately publicly announce their engagement. Yeah. At which point, if that's the way it's... Probably the thing is, when when do they want to get married? Probably a good couple of months from now. Sweet. They both um, want enough time to get horribly cold feet and create some more romantic angst. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of them say that out loud, but uh, yeah, it's the, clearly applied. Yeah, the, um, I'm, I'm good with the, um, I, I'm good, I'm satisfied having got to them to the point of getting engaged to each other. Uh, the other one, which you might or might not be expecting, is, um, Tristan and Quintessa will come to you with the same question. Oh lord. Well, that that's moving fast. Yeah, we can do that one on screen. Oh if, yes, if <laughs> yes. I um, I want to talk to after that. I want to talk to Confessor privately. Yeah. So um, uh, the uh, I'm happy to do the initial Kaelin's uh, reaction. So you you have this meeting with Van and Svetlana. Yeah. And you know the next day the information sort of leaks out. Well, it's probably publicly announced, given who they are and their positions in the kingdom, that uh, Lord Van Thorn will be it is announced his engagement to Lady Svetlana uh, Leverton, yeah, etc., etc. And Akaroff <laughs> says, "Oh well, now I might as well move to Vermont." Yeah, Akaroff's like, oh, peace out." <laughs> well, th- now Quintessa's here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but he's about to be disappointed in that as well. <laughs> and. Tristan will, um, you know, ask to see you later in the afternoon in a fairly casual capacity as yeah. opposed to as the king personally. And he comes in to see you with Contessa and he says, Kaelin, hi, we have great news. Isn't this great? What's happening with Violence Svetlana? Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I'm, it's about time too. I'm, I'm very happy for you. I'm, I'm very happy for him. Um, and and it's fantastic for Svetlana. <laughs> Who'd have thought this is where we'd all end up all those years ago? Definitely not me. Uh, well then, um, you know, and and Quintessa, you know, will sort of give you a slight nod and a smile, and you know, Kaylin Kaylin's quietly to you, and then sort of pushes Tristan yep. forward gently, and he says, "Well, we have good news as well. Um, Quintessa and I are going to get married." I? And Quintessa sort of... Just like that? Quintessa sort of bows to you slightly. Uh, With your permission, of course, Your Majesty. If you find me a suitable match for your brother. Uh, um, uh... I confess I'm a little surprised. Um, you haven't been, you know, dating that long. I mean... A couple of matter of a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this a bit sudden? 
we don't have to do it from the diplomatic standpoint. I made a point of not telling Rasseline about the two of you so that it was, so that you had the freedom to make up your own minds, like. Uh, and Quintessa flushes slightly and, um, you know, says to you, uh, says to you, I fear Lord Tristan has, has quite overcome my resistances and he gives you the big wink, like, you know, you know what that means kind of thing. <laughs> Alright, I roll my sense motive check right away. <laughs> you, you really don't need to. Oh, okay. Not not for that particular... You're oh. welcome to, but not for that particular piece. Oh, okay. Um, Tristan... You know that he's nailed her? Yeah. That was that was the original context, where she yeah, basically yeah. sat naked in his bed and said, take me, baby. Yeah, yeah. And I know he said that now that I... Now, obviously, I really yeah, want yeah. to get married. No, all, all she's telling I, I just there didn't, is... I didn't think that he meant... You know, immediately. Uh, Qu- Quintessa is delicately implying that they've slept together already. Yeah. Tristan is out now like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so the fucking man. Like, look at I, that. I, I I'm so that. the man. I yeah. hit that. Yeah. Uh, but Quintessa is, of course, far more dignified to say that to another guy. Yeah, you know, yeah naturally. She just leaves it as, an, as, an, as a strong and obvious implication. They're not yeah. trying to conceal what they're telling you. Um and Quintessa Quintess says, "Well, we have heard uh, we've heard so many protestations of protestations and stories of love, and with the complications of political marriage being a real, very real possibility that could come at any time, we thought we would take the opportunity while the spirit is in the air." I just don't don't get me wrong. If this is what you both want. On, then I'm alright with it. But I'm concerned you're moving a little fast. There's, um, I can see what you're saying about, um, people are always going to be angling to pick up Tristram. But that doesn't mean you have to. Quite, she says and smiles at him. And, but you don't have to be, you don't have to be rushing into anything. Oh, I, I, I don't think we're rushing. I mean, we weren't planning on getting married for what? At least a month. That sounds a little like rushing. Tristan sort of looks blankly at you, but, I mean, isn't this love? Isn't that what it's about? When you love someone, you should marry them? Well, yeah, but you spend some time with them first. Well, we've... You know, when I say some time, just to be clear, I'm talking about, you know, like a year rather than a month. Tristan and I have been spending a lot friends, of time. To... Friends who have spent a lot of time together since the fall of Fort Trailer. That has I... been almost a year ago now. Has it really? Yep. Uh, I have Vaughn proposed to her oh, of on course. my list of things. Of in, course, because that was in um, Abadias last we've had a month year. Of, we've had a month. We've had a year's downtime. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's been about a year. Yeah. Um, but but you openly know that, that Tristan and Quintessa have not been dating. They have been having happy conversations about yeah. universities and things. On the other hand, you know the my read may be getting a little thin here, given that that's all Vaughn and Svetlana have been doing yeah. together. I mean, they're not total strangers to each other, but yeah, this is this is fast. Yeah. Yeah, how old is um how old is Tristram now? Uh, to find that. Mm-hmm. Something certainly. Uh, 
I had him as 25, but yeah. I think that's around when campaign started. I'm right, sure. yeah, so he'll be pushing 30 by this point then. Yeah, that's about right. 30, 31, somewhere like that, I think. Yeah, and she is a hair younger than him, but not significantly. She's about, um, she's about 27. Um... Right, so that's actually a pretty sensible sort of age age bracket. Yeah, she might be a little younger than that, but she's not substantively younger than that. Yeah. Or rather, Kaylin doesn't necessarily know because she doesn't talk about how old she yeah. is. But she. But, but your guess would be she's in her mid twenties somewhere. Yeah. So she's his junior, but not substantively. Yeah. You know, she's certainly not like a teenage girl. Yeah. All right. Well. What about, um, what about this then? Give it a month before you announce your engagement to, so it's not too, everybody's trying to get out of mass, marrying Rasseline sounding. And then, um, maybe go for a longer engagement, like six months or the like, just to make certain you're not pushing it too fast. Um, Quintessa looks slightly delicate at that. And she says, I have no desire to steal, I have no desire to steal Svetlana's thunder. And I'm very happy to have a much quieter wedding, perhaps, as, as befits a third, a third son and somebody from my own background. But, uh, I think in the next few months, maybe better. She says, and, and um, okay. puts a hand on her stomach. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can I get a, um, do I, do I need a sense motive there? Yeah, by all means, go nuts. Uh, 21. Okay, so, um, Tristan, Tristan says, well, yeah, uh, yes, I mean, really the sooner the better. Um, he doesn't, he, he's doing this because he thinks, yay, I can marry her faster. She's pushing for it um, to to be on the faster side because she's. You, you don't actually think that she's necessarily. Uh, she thinks she's pregnant as opposed to she knows she's pregnant, kind of. Right. Because it's only been you know a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. But but she's very clear that she doesn't want to get married nine months from now. Yeah, yeah. Three months from now is okay. Yeah, but six, six months, months from, from now, now could be too... causing problems, and nine months from now might definitely be too late. All right. Um, and that that is indeed what she's. It's just kind of ingrained into her to subtly imply it to you, as opposed to tell you. And Tristan is completely ignorant of this. Yeah. All right. Um, so he's not marrying her because he thinks she's pregnant. Yeah. But is she marrying him because she thinks she's pregnant? And that, I want, um, alright, um, look, can I, um, talk this over with each of you? Certainly, sure. Alright, so, um, I want to talk to her, and then I want to talk to Tristram privately. Yep. You're in a private room with Quintess Moray. She says, Your Majesty, I'm sorry about the, uh, the, the speed of this. I'm, Aware it may be a little soon from your point of view. If the two of you are really um, are really stuck on each other, then I've no objection to it. Um, 
certain other people might be a bit upset, but um, these things happen. Um, Who else would be upset by this? You mean Queen Selene? Tristram's an attractive young man. There may be um, a woman who've had their eye on him. Then Uh, they should have moved faster. I figured that'd be your lookout for it. Um, What I wanted to ask you was if you're sure this is something you want to do, regardless of any circumstances, and Catelyn's eyes flick downwards, mm-hmm. um, you always have options. I, I um, get that you have feelings for him, but is this... This doesn't have to... You've got choices. This doesn't have to be the move you make if you're not sure. Do you know what Tristan sees? The first thing... The first thing he looks at when he walks into a room with me. And she points a finger towards her cleavage. Where Caitlin, where like what she wears, is yeah. just a big flashing nail yeah. arrow. And then draws it up her face to her forehead and taps it. Straight past it to my mind. He would be the only man, with all due respect to you, that I have ever seen do that. It's not as if I don't endeavour to uh, draw the attention. I can, I can honestly say I've I've enjoyed it. I, I can honestly say I've enjoyed the attention. But a man who's interested in what I think and what I have to say is is so incredibly refreshing. I I I haven't quite known how to handle Tristan for some time, but it became clear that I would need to. Accelerate matters with Queen Rasseline's proposal. You wanted to make sure of him because you already had feelings for him. She nods at this. There have been... Many things that... I would not say that I would have chosen differently, but many things I regret in my past when it comes to... Relationships, she says, like... (laughs) Fucking Hannah's Dray live. Um, We've all made mistakes. Your brother Tristan is a very unique individual. The he's told you of his past life. I already knew. It's my job to keep track of such things. Uh, I the um and the the bit at the tournament was a bit public for all concerned. He is. Excuse me, but he is human enough. He is what he is, and he is who he is, and I would change neither of those things. I, My understanding from my own research is, is that the children should be largely unaffected by his nature. They may manifest some of the same capacities and abilities he had, the magic in their blood. But... but- that you could, um, any human man might, um, might, you might bear children with magic in their blood just as, just as likely. And majory can be studied. I have experimented with the odd part of it myself. I, there's no, um, I don't, um, I don't, it, it wouldn't worry me, not that it's exactly, it, it wouldn't worry me in a lass. 
Because you know, if it were, um, if it were, if I were in your shoes, you know for a fact that she is also a bard among whatever else she is. Awesome. So she has innate magic in her blood. It, it may not have come around the same way as Tristan's. It may be something she studied into and vaguely learned to control, but it's in her as well. Yeah, she has bard levels somewhere in there. Um, and she says, she says, and. As I say, once I um, worked out how to directly garner Tristan's attention, he has moved with remarkable speed. <laughs> he's um, he's stuck on you in no mistake. I'm a little worried because he's young, but it may be as his older brother, he's um, not as young as he used to We're none of us as young as we used to be. I mean... Um, the truth is, um, 30 or thereabouts isn't actually all that youthful as matters stand. Alright, and I want to make a sense motive check sure. on her. <laughs> and I am going to get out my favorite because mm-hmm. this particular one I want to succeed on. That would not fall that I had in mind. However, if she's going to kick my ass, whatever I do, then um, I will just... No, no, the role is uh, exceedingly poor. And I don't think there's anything she can do to improve it. She doesn't have fake points, so... Sweet. She's just stuck with what she's rolled up. I'll have to look out what that gives her. What are you sitting on at the moment? Uh, 13. Right, so you are failing that. Yeah, I figured I would be. I'll tell you that straight off the bat without meaning to look at his desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I did roll a five. Yeah, she has she she has rolled as poorly as she's ever going to. So yeah, this seems like a an opportunity. I am um, going to throw the rabbit prince into the mix. The younger sons of nobility. What does she think of this younger son of the nobility? Sure, go nuts. Is that um, giving? Yes, yes, it is. Sweet. Okay. Yep, that's the one I'm taking, and that is a 25. Okay, so... That will beat her with a raise. <laughs> but only one. Uh, Kaelin's happy when you can make a sense matter check over her period. Yep. So you get a couple of impressions of this. For one thing... Um, she has distinctly not communicated with you in any uh, in any clear words to indicate that she might be pregnant. Yeah. She has behaved in such a way as to create that impression, but has not openly told, uh, openly or hiddenly told you that. Yeah. However, she is definitely endeavouring to project that, and that's completely fictitious. Right. Interesting. Um, that, that, that has no basis. I mean, she could theoretically be pregnant and doesn't know that, yeah. but, but she's not running on the basis that she is pregnant. She's not running on the basis that she thinks she's pregnant. She's running on the basis that saying that she is will probably overcome, um, <laughs> several objections and problems. She, she's using that to try and manipulate me. Absolutely. Okay. That, that is a hundred percent what she is doing. Um. Uh, she 
has told you either either openly or impliedly that she likes Tristan because he's intelligent and you know among other things he's a really kind and sweet guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he likes her because she's intelligent. Both of those things are true. Um, that she waited around for him to um, that she waited around for him to make a move and then. A situation came up and she jumped straight to flat tack, blatantly seducing him. Yeah. All of this is true. Yeah. Um, she was wait- she, she was luring him into making a move, which he never did because he went around romancing her in his own very Tristany way. Yeah. Which is sit on your ass and do nothing. Write obvious- her, her scholarly monographs and things of that nature. Well, Tristan had this conversation with you a little earlier and said, obvi- like, obviously a girl like that is not interested in a guy like me. And right, it's yeah. so obvious that I shouldn't make a move on her in any way. Right, yeah. And she sat there going, la la la, it's just me and my cleavage, you know. Yeah. Who will ask, who will hit on me? You? Maybe? Tristan? <laughs> I'm here? Fuck. Uh, so she was okay playing that game, but when it's come to the crunch and she's actually risking losing him anyway, she's jumped straight to her, her AA material, her yeah. best weapon. Off comes, off comes the skirt, off comes the top. Off the yeah. Um, so. She is a royal mistress. Chastity was clearly not the former royal mistress. Chastity was not going to be her strong suit. No, uh, you you would guess from what you're seeing here, from what you've seen of her generally, she specialises in seducing guys. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of what her bread and butter is. Yeah, Caitlin's always vaguely uncomfortable around her because it's 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 a weapon he's not very well equipped to defend against. Yeah. He's never gone for her, but there's always this sense that he's coming under... It, it's yeah. a battlefield he's not well equipped yeah, to fight on. Yeah, the relationship between the two of you has always been that she's available for the having. You just yeah. need to, you know, reach out. Yeah. And and that has actually lessened off. And, yeah. And she's suddenly communicating absolutely none of that to you. Yeah. She's sort of communicating here to you, but her body language says, it's okay, I'm hot, you know it. I don't yeah. care if you ogle me. In fact, I'm flattered by the attention, so knock yourself out. Yeah. But she's no longer actively sort of flirting with you or, or making an effort to seduce you. That's been knocked off as soon as she's trying to sell you on the marrying Tristan yeah. plan. Yeah. Um, so she's lying about pregnancy. She has told you all the truths about Tristan. She genuinely is attracted to him. You yeah. Know, she finds the fact that he's intelligent and, and caring and, and caring sweet. and sweet and all the rest of it. It's really new and really different to her and really quite an attractive quality compared to the crap things she's had in the past. And that is not just referring to Drelev. There's a string of stuff before that that yeah. we don't have any context for. Yeah, but it makes sense that Drelev was not her first man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however. Yeah. Um, she has not told you any real direct lies other than I might be pregnant, which is a complete and utter falsehood. But there are deceptions cloaked all around her. Um, she likes Tristan, whether or but you, you don't think she particularly loves him enough that it's everlasting true love. I mean, this is obviously a good upward move for her. Yeah. It, it definitely gets her more solidly into the kingdom than merely being your treasurer does. Even being your treasurer is pretty solid. Yeah. But um, being married to Lord Tristan Thorne, one of the heirs to the throne. I mean, 
it's not a great way to get her on the throne because several people would have to have horrible accidents between Heather and Heather. Yeah, I, possible I, but difficult. Yeah. Um, but was, it gets her in the line of succession, and yeah. that's a good thing in and of itself. Yes, yeah, seducing you might actually be the quicker way to do that. You know, seduce you into marrying yeah. her is probably her, her fastest route to the throne. So it's it's not about getting to the fastest route to the throne, but it's definitely about getting her hooks into Stagthorn. It's it's getting herself a stable place. Yeah. Yeah. It's about getting her hooks into Stagthorn. Right. It, it enhances her and her status and her prestige and, you know, money, etc., 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 which is good, you know, and something that she benefits from and likes. But it's, I'm still going to go with the phrase, it's about getting her hooks into Stagthorn. Right, okay. But she's genuinely attracted to Tristan. She doesn't love him, but she at least likes him. And does she think she could love him? Ah. Uh, Got a success with a race. Yeah, yeah, but I've already given you some very valuable information there. Um, it, certainly, potentially, he, he, yeah. is, he is the kind of guy that she should, that she could love if she's up for that sort of relation. If she's up for that sort of relationship, period, Tristan could be a guy for it. But she may but not. But if she isn't, she may not be capable of that kind of commitment. Correct. And that may not be something that she necessarily knows whether that's a possibility for her, and certainly not necessarily something I can work out. Yeah, that is where I will leave the information be at that point. I think. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, sad one. Ah. Uh-huh. I'm glad you rolled it. Yeah. I believe that would be the first time you've caught her in a lie. Yeah. <laughs> but clearly not the first time she's lied. No. Kaelin will sort of sit there as the pause kind of goes on for yeah. a bit and just sort of think thinks it over. Yeah, she's, she's perfectly comfortable with this. She just sort of smiles and dimples and gives you her full attention like you're the centre of her world. You care about him. Of course. But you're not in love with him. She looks, you know, very demure and slightly surprised. And you think we're moving too fast. I... think, yeah, at the moment... This is something I'm open to you two pursuing a relationship. I think it's too soon to make that a lifelong commitment. I see, Majesty. And it would be better if you didn't try to manipulate the situation between us. And Kaelin will drop his eyes pointedly to her midsection. So you're letting her know she's been caught on yeah, that one. Yeah. I'm not the cleverest of men, as many have said, but I am straightforward, 
and I appreciate that characteristic in those around me. I value what you bring to the table in terms of your political acumen, but you'd be well advised not to try and game the situation too far. Are you going to intimidate her? And I am going to intimidate her. You're not. Alright, and I roll a five, so that's a mega 21. And this, to be very clear, is definitely not a threat to any sort of physical violence or rather a harm to a position. It's purely a a message that I... I understood the context of don't fuck with my brother's heart. Yeah. You've got a... You're organising evil plots, aren't you? Maybe. Damn it, it's, it's, it never fails. I get a counsellor on the... I, I pick an evil counsellor every, every A book. young, attractive woman? From a kingdom that hasn't necessarily been purged of the cult of Gairona? Causing problems? <laughs> like, there was there was always the possibility she was a Gaironan cultist, although your um, your legend law gave you a different result. Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of... It, I'm not necessarily... You know, it's poetic and maybe I misinterpreted, but it certainly didn't sound like she was either a Gaironan cultist or a, sedu- or a um, succubi. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, it didn't say she wasn't a political opportunist, which is a perfectly legit... You know... It's perfectly possible that you're just a regular old human political opportunist. Advisor by day, a lover in the dark, swift and deadly and loyal of heart. Ideas are her weapons that light a bright spark. Beware lest you threaten where her dagger... Beware if you threaten where her daggers mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loyal at heart was the um, key aspect. Of course, it doesn't say what she's loyal to, but... It doesn't, does it? Gironin's traditionally not super loyal. Mm. Mm, that's that's fair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I wrote that legend all very carefully. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with the interpretations you are drawing from. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm right. But all right. So how does she respond? She watches this very carefully and and sits in a very sort of submissive and demure position and doesn't shy away from you because you're not threatening her in that way. But you know her body language says you know you have my complete attention. I'm listening. Because um, you beat her on the intimidate check, yeah, hmm? um, reasonably comfortably. Um, she says, "I assure you, I have no intention of hurting your brother, and I don't want to hurt you. Let's just let this play out and see how it goes." Are you looking then to? What outcome are you looking for here, my lord? Are you looking to ignore the engagement? Or um, are, you, are you looking to avoid the engagement? If Tristram... I'll talk it over with him. If it's what he wants to do and it's what you want to do, then you can make that pledge to each other. I'd prefer you not progress it to marriage at this early stage. As you wish, Your Majesty. And you can make another sense motive check. Mm-hmm. God, good Twenty-four. Okay, so she's she seems perfectly comfortable with that, and she is perfectly comfortable with that. Um, getting married to him faster would suit her better because the faster they're married, the harder it is to undo. Yeah. Um. But um. She's not that dismayed. This was a possibility that she's planned for. Um, but also, 
she's completely convinced that she's she's got Tristan wrapped around her little finger. Yeah. Like you say, you know, I'll talk to Tristan and see what he's what he wants, and she says, oh, of course, that's a great idea because I know exactly what he wants. Yeah. You know, I, I know what men want. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so she's got complete confidence in Tristan to just back her play 100%. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And we leave it there. Yep. And then I go talk to Tristan. So, what's happening? What did you think? What did you say? What did you say to her? What did she say to you? Was it about me? Uh, I talked over... I talked over how she's feeling and where she's at. You know, she's... um, She's not had a lot of men in her life that she can trust. It's it's different for her having someone like you. I can see that. Someone who one doesn't come, doesn't look at her as though she's a prize to be won. But she's not accustomed to letting matters of the heart sway her in this kind of department. She's had a very rough life. I mean, poor girl. Her parents. Her parents leaving her leaving her at a young age, at a youngish age to go and pursue their fortune in the trade guilds where well you can imagine what a girl in her teens that looked like that how a girl in her teens that looked like that was treated in some of the tradesmen's guilds and then along comes Lord Hannah Strelev and well I I can see why she was swept off her feet by him. She was young and foolish at the time. Gerald, there's a, a very dis- muffled snort from Gerald. Yes, well, he was very rich, wasn't he? That's, yeah, that, I, that I'm thinking was a big part of it. She got more than she bargained for with Hannes, and I understand she, she regretted that as a, as a... Look, I know you really care about her, and I believe she cares about you. But of the, course. the last time... My feelings, things made me um, this uncomfortable when I was talking to a member of my family about matters of love. He told me that his heart uh, was completely won over and that Jerabeth was the woman for him. I'm not enchanted. I know you're not enchanted. Well, I mean, not in the... In the arcane sense. Not the in the magical sense. No, you're, I know when you're enchanted because your poetry gets a lot worse. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Sorry. But... What happens in, in the Fae Tower stays in the, the Fae Tower. <laughs> but the thing is... In the Keep of the keep of Flowers, that was it. What happens in the Keep of Flowers stays in the Keep of Flowers. I don't know that there's anything amiss. It's just... It's making the back of my neck prickle. And the last time I felt like this, I listened to what uh, I listened to what Father was telling me about how he felt, and I let him go. And maybe that was the best decision I could have made because I couldn't have known. And you can't know with people. Quintessa's always made the back of my neck prickle because she's smarter than I am, and I know where I am with Michaela in a way I don't know with her. But as far as you were able to determine, we think she's okay, and we think she's loyal, and we don't think she's causing any trouble. I have to I have to count on that, but just be careful of your heart. Love's a grand thing, but don't let it blind you. I know you're if there's a um if there's a trusting man in the world, you're he. But 
just be careful. I I can understand your concerns, and I hear they're coming from a caring place, and we have had trouble with the cult of Garona, and I mean, Quintessa is more than just stunningly attractive enough to, to have anyone she wants. I mean, she, she would be the best Garonan cultist ever. Men would fall all over her to do pretty much anything she said, but I, I haven't been enchanted or, or bewildered. Look, I, I can... And he starts weaving his fingers, and he casts something on himself as he dispels magic on himself. And he says, that's a, a spell that disrupts the barriers between this reality and the first world. It'll get rid of any uh, charms, dominations, enchantments upon me. And I'm still in love with her. I know you're in love with her. And... I think she cares about you. Of course she does. But I don't think she necessarily cares about you as much as she's selling you. She wants to be safe. She... And she, you're a great way to get there. She came to my bed. She... She... Well, when a woman just throws herself at you like that and pretty much, you know, sits on you without any sort of um, top half on, that means something, right? It means that she wants you. But the thing is... And look what that led to for you. Yeah, but the thing is, it was a year and a half after Bryn that did that to me before I started dating her. And the other thing is, with Bryn, what you see is what you get. She doesn't have any stuff. And you may not need that as much as I do because you're much smarter than I am. And I think that she cares about you. I just want you to spend a little bit of time and make sure this is really the right thing and that she cares about you as much as you care about her. And he starts to, you know, to make a sense more object for this because he's not trying to hide it, he starts to turn a little colder at this. And he says, we don't all have your good fortune, Caleb. We don't all have... A, a virtual harem of women throwing themselves at us. If Quintessa's the the first and only, if not her, then then who else? I mean, I'm not even human. She knows what I am, and she's willing to accept me for it. How many other people would say that? How many other people would say that? I thought... No woman would ever go for me. So the first time a woman asked me out, I said yes without thinking about it. And that was a mistake. It's... Lillian's a good woman, but she's not the woman for me. And I shouldn't have said yes to her. It did her harm in the long run. It did me harm in the long run. It didn't do any wonders for Bryn either. She's... I don't mind you going for her because you love her and you think she's talented and brilliant and all that stuff. But you shouldn't be going for her because she's the only woman who ever loved you. That just ain't so. I do love her and I do think she's talented and brilliant. She's a genius. She's far, far smarter than, than you think. Just because you get distracted by a pair of low-cut breasts. No, I believe she's incredible. She's very, very smart. And she's very good at the political games and stuff. She's a very talented woman. I have no doubt of that. But you've got a lot going on as well. 
I know the not being human thing is hard. Believe me. If there's anything I do know, I do know that much. But there are other women who will want you. If you want her, that's fine. But the, you're not. she's not the only woman who's going to want you. It's easy to say that when you're you. Six foot six, muscular half-orc, king, king of a country, woman throwing themselves at you left, right, and centre. Do you know how many women have thrown themselves at me? Do you know how many women have even looked at me? She's, um, yes. I, uh, I don't want to, I think Michaela is interested in you. I do, I do think that she is. I don't think you should do anything you don't want to do. I know you're, you're heading in a different direction. Michaela is is a very fine woman, but um, surely not. She's uh, uh, she's so impressive, and 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 in any event, I I spoke to her after after your advice the last time, and she said that. It wasn't something I needed to be concerned about, and and that there was nothing to worry about there. And and Quintessa turned up, and and you say straightforward, and she made it so simple. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she made it very simple. I mean, she she showed me exactly what she wanted and what I needed to do, and that sort of thing. It was really the books don't even begin to to cover it. And I've I've read some of the Woodrum uh, manuals on on the Karma Sutra and. The, well, you probably don't desperately need to know it. Uh, no, 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 no. I, re- I really don't. But you're incredibly clever and incredibly kind. I can see why she's attracted to you. I can see why she cares about you. She's not going to be the only woman that is. If you, If she's the one that you want, then that's your decision. But you shouldn't make it because she thinks she's your only choice. That's all I'm saying. What did you say to her? I said I'd prefer if you waited a little longer. You don't get to decide that, big brother. Nay, I don't. It's your decision, and if you want to marry her tomorrow... Maybe I will. Look at me. Look at me. If you want to marry her tomorrow, I won't stop you. But she's not in love with you right now. And it's not because you're not lovable. It's because she's not in that place where she can love someone else. Caitlin, she's told me she loves me. It's your call. It was Alice's call, and it's your call, and I'm pretty confident she's not. A, and I'm pretty confident she's not a great Roman. So you're definitely making a smarter decision than he does. It's fair enough. In your shoes, I probably wouldn't let um, somebody tell me what to do. 
And ultimately, whatever happens, it's not irrevocable. That is an awful way of looking at marriage. You sound like father, you sound like mom. Like it's some politically disposable thing that we can do for a while and until we've gotten our expertise in the treasury and then get rid of everything. Just because I believe in love doesn't mean I believe in love at first sight. They're the same thing. No, they're not. If you really love her, then it shouldn't make any difference if you wait six months or a year. You'll still love her just as much and she'll love you just as much. Getting married right now... Six months from now, we might have traded her to Mivon, been invaded, uh, abducted into the fairy realms. I, I could be pulled back away, enchanted by a, a fey lady, eaten by a troll. Yeah, anything could happen. Life's not sure. But there shouldn't be any reason it's a problem to wait. If, it's tr- if it really is true love. And six months from now... Kingdom is is brewing with eligible young men, and if you can't be sure of her, if you're only engaged for six months, then you would really be making a mistake to marry her. I, it, it's not that she'd ever be unfaithful. Well, but it, you can't. I don't want to give her time to reconsider. If you both don't have any time to reconsider, if you're both getting married before the other one has time to reconsider. That's not a good reason. I don't think you're giving each. I don't think you're giving yourself. I think you're both not giving yourselves enough credit for your own uh, own good qualities. Diplomacy yep, check. I think it's about time we heard from the dice here. Yep. Okay, twenty-eight. Mm. I could have other players. I'm not um, breaking out my free reroll engine to change because I just rolled a 19 on the dice. So yep. if I can't pull it off with a 19 on the dice, he's just going to marry her and I'm just going to lose this one. Yeah, you're definitely going down the right road, not just telling him that he can't. Yeah. Because that's a real good way to get him to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but I am telling, I think he'll, if I'm right, he'll, he'll wish that I had said something. So if this goes down the road I think it's going, he'll know that I did say something. So, 28, you said? Yes. Okay, so. But, I just, I, I want to, I, I suppose you're right in that it doesn't matter and, and we can wait and whatever happens will happen but I mean do we have to? I mean what 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 do I do here? Do we, do we announce the engagement and then just stay engaged for, for as long as six months? Six months ain't a terribly long engagement. Do, do we not announce the engagement and just hope no one notices? Do we have to stop um um uh- uh, 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 that's not a department that I feel qualified to advise you on, so let's just hasten the conversation away. In terms of what I'd like you to do, which I'm not telling you you have to, I'm just telling you what I want you to do, same, which is the same as I told her. I'm happy for you to get engaged, but I'd like you to wait six months before you get married. 
I don't think that there's that that should be a problem. If it's for real, then you'll only be closer to each other with six months to get to know each other better. I don't think you're entirely right, but I, I hear this coming from I hear this coming from a brother who loves me. So I'll listen to it as that and agree with it. I clap him on the shoulder. Thanks. You've been very patient, and I understand this wasn't an easy conversation. And let's leave off, and you can tell me how much you like her eyes or something. Oh, her eyes, yes. The way they sparkle as they look over mysterious beasts and other tomes of excitement. They flick back and forth so rapidly, you can you can see the information clicking into her brain. She's, she's learned, so learned, I mean, practically a natural scholar. <laughs> Alright, and then there's one more conversation that I want to have. Mm-hmm. How late is it? It's quarter to eleven. Oh, boy. Okay, I still want to have this conversation just to round it out. Sure. Is I want to go talk to Michaela. Sure. Um, and uh, Quintessa will come back to you on that one fairly rapidly. Yeah. And say, you know, Tristan's told her that, and, you know, she trusts your judgment and accepts that and is fine with that. She doesn't seem terribly put out by it. Cool. Um, oh, the other thing that I will mention to Tristram yep. is that they um, might want to use conception, not rush into things in that regard. What is it, well, uh, um, with all due respect, brother, king, dear, could you identify syllabfoil from Gareth? Do you even know what either of those things are? They're both herbs. You take them for... A sort of Okay, let's stomach. just pretend I never said anything. Uh, what the two of us have forgotten about herbs to treat that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's just pretend I never said anything. <laughs> Believe me, that was never going to be a problem. Sweet. You know, the, the statistical odds are significantly <laughs> against it. Cool, that's Boy, right. would he have been surprised, because they, they were totally using conception. Yeah. One of the joys of lying about it is that you don't need, you don't need to worry about, about whether that your conception's sort of effective or not. Yep, that's right. I'm happy You just need to worry about what to do with the fictitious baby afterwards. Yeah, I'm horribly embarrassed, but I'm still happy. Okay, and you go pursue Michaela, probably in her, um, in her home outside of the castle. Yeah, and, um, you know, in the near, in the short term. Yep, yep. Because I want this, her to hear this from me. Yep. Caitlin, what can I do for you? I um wanted to let you know something you'll no doubt um hear about in the next um few days. Mm-hmm. Um if it's if it's the wedding news I I'm already ahead of you. Van and Svetlana? Yes. And Tristram and Quintessa? What? I uh, yeah that, uh, Tristram's getting engaged to Quintessa Murray. Now? Yeah, pretty much now. Why? Don't tell me she's claiming she's pregnant. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Not anymore! <laughs> uh, he thinks he's in love with her. 
were going to allow this influence on your brother, this travesty? I used all of my influence convincing them not to get married right away. Get married? They've only known each other for a year. They haven't even yet... Oh, yes. Of course she would have. Of course she did. But surely that must have been directly related to Rasseline's engagement plan. Would have thrown a spanner in her works. Would have had to adapt quickly, reactively. She seduced him. Of course she did. Obvious. I may have made a bit of a mistake there. I was trying to let matters take their own course. The, um, I'm a bit of a heavy weight when it comes to intervening in people's love lives. Hmm, she says and stares at you. I didn't want to... I thought things that might be developing elsewhere with him would develop in their own course. I wasn't anticipating the move that she... I wasn't anticipating how fast she'd push things. <laughs> no, nor was he. <laughs> but it's Tristram. I'm hardly one to tell him not to believe in true love, and he thinks he's in love with her. And we have no proof that she's a member of the cult of Verona, and a witch hunt would be damning, and having her simply disappear in the night might be better in the long run, but would have certain inconveniences associated with it. We don't know that she's doing anything sinister. I confess that I now suspect that she is. Of course she is. No woman dresses like that if she wants you to focus on what's coming out of her mouth. All she wants you to do is hear the soothing drone of her little words. I think in this matter... Your judgment might not be entirely unprejudiced. I don't think he's making the best call. But I can't tell him who to fall in love with. You're the king. Of course you can. Uh, Well, I'm not going... Command him to marry Rastaline, settle the alliance with Nivon. And solve this ridiculous problem. (laughs) I'm not going to. Other men have made a bad initial choice and come to their senses in time. Of course. Come to his senses. We'll have to dispel him. He already cast dispel magic on himself. I'm sure... I don't know if it... Does it work like that? Tristan can tell us. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncertain. I, I myself will ensure that that has occurred. She can also cast a spell magic. But I don't think she's enchanted him that way. Perhaps not by magic. There are other methods. Used I... them myself, although not as flagrantly and blatantly as her. 
technical class and decorum goes a lot further than hanging out there. You use different methods. You have made different choices. And I know I can trust you. It's a full stop after mm-hmm. that. But I don't know that I can't trust her. I just... The last time I felt this way, Elvis was telling me that Jerabeth was definitely the woman for him. And I thought he was making a mistake passing up on Crystal. But I didn't want to push it. How do we deal with this thing? We'll have to intervene. Left to their own devices, you know where this ends. They get married in six months. Six months. That was an achievement of diplomacy on my part. For the moment, what I think we do is let this be and see what happens. Keep our own eyes out and see if we turn up anything. Let it be. No. You must know. Of course you don't. You're a man. Good God, Niska gets into your head. (laughs) (laughs) But if it comes to this, and she changes right in front of your eyes, because she's got disguise magic up that she can shift at will like that, uh, and you see, you're, you're alone in private here, you see Michaela as she actually looks, the sort of, um, you know, very um, half-orc. You know, you think she's attractive because yeah. she's a half-orc. Yeah. Um, she's not by any means a hideous abomination or anything, but she's definitely not the alluring, possibly elven beauty that she tries to put forward from behind the veil. Um, she shifts into that for a moment, and then she shifts into Quintessa Murray. Yeah. Um, and she says, and she says, you know how this ends, Your Majesty. She's winsome. She wins him. Kill Winston slightly. Okay, stop, stop doing that. And then she is back to her normal, normal. male self again. She told me that Tristram was the first man who ever looked her in the eye. She lied to you, manipulated you for her own, for whatever impression she wanted to create. No, I I think I got, this time I think I got what was really going on. I picked up on some of what she's, I'm pretty confident I actually got her actual agenda. Did she look sad, vulnerable, claim that she loved him? Aye, but I know she doesn't. But she does care for him. I don't know if she's capable of loving him. I don't know that. But Tristram told me that she was the only woman who would ever be attracted to him. Well, she says and just goes completely still. That's doubtlessly untrue. Your brother has a great many qualities that would make him a very good husband to some other lucky woman of the kingdom. Aye. However, he's blinded by pair of breasts thrust in his face. I can see why he would be distracted. But and doubtlessly over time 
if he's given enough time to see what who or what Quintessa re- really is, if we can expose her nature as a succubus, then <laughs> we'll be able to. Then he'll he'll doubtlessly be able to move on to somebody more suitable. Uh, don't do not think it will be um, Cassandra Domesti, but perhaps Tamari. He thinks you and boy is this conversation familiar. He thinks that you're someone who would never be inter- that you're far too grand and imposing to ever be interested in someone like him. I just thought I'd mention it. Tristan is a very fine man and a fool. He can be both at once. Aye. Anyway. I wanted you to hear it from me, like. And as a personal favour to me, please don't stab her in the night or anything. Alas, even in the lives I didn't have that Titania showed me, I was never one for sneaking in the night. I don't... I don't underestimate you. If you want to take someone out, you have means of doing it. Find evidence against her by all means, but don't take her down unless you've got it and you've talked to me first. Very well. I'll crack her. I'll crack her. (laughs) And I'll leave her there. Yep. And you head out, shut the door, Kaylin heads off, and we go to the cutscene where Kayla turns around and then just takes her mailed fist and waffles it straight into the wall and cracks the wood of it. And then does it again and again and again and again and again, growling and cursing and swearing in orcish. And then stabilizes herself, sort of takes a deep breath, looks down at her bloodied knuckles, sprinkles her fingers over them, the blood cures itself and heals, the little scratches heal up. Lovers for fairy tales and children. Damn you, Caleb Thorne. It was easier when I believed it. <laughs> Sweet. And that's the end of that phase. Yep. And, and we'll end the session with romantic... Trials there, or do you want the rest of the um, kingdom events? If they're um, if they're going to be quick or in on dramatic conclusion, I'm fine with that. They are quick or in, and or in on dramatic conclusion, but that was a dramatic conclusion there as well. So. Yeah, uh, we might as well have them, um, and then we're settled for the turn. Okay, so you have signed your you have traded your counselors over with Mivon. Yep. You have signed your free passage agreement with them. Yep. Um, about a week and a half after you've done that, um, Mivon signs a mutual defense pact with House Calath, House Sertova, and the Independent Alliance of Lords. Uh, all four of them sign a mutual defense pact together, that if any of them are attacked, the other three will come to their aid. Right. Uh, 
meaning that Stagthorn is now flanked north and south by two kingdoms in alliance, albeit one who is potentially having a civil war that they appear to now be putting aside mm-hmm. in favour of new threats from the outside. Mm-hmm. So Mivon absence of allying with you has allied with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they make no secret of this. It's yeah. just given to you in diplomatic um, communiques. Yeah. But, indeed, because they openly want you to know this. Yeah. But, I wasn't planning on invading any of them. <laughs> no, but it does mean they could be planning on invading you. <laughs> if they're all going to get together and be one big, cozy, happy family with just this one kingdom in the middle of them. <laughs> so that is the political situation. Dum.